Our company mission is to help people live healthier and happier lives. Uh, we live that purpose every day in our stores and our communities. I'm proud of the company, but in the rich history, but also where we're going. I'm excited on the technology journey we're on. That's Mike Maresca, Global Chief Technology Officer of Walgreens Boots Alliance. You have about $135 billion in revenue and 315,000 employees. The scale is is amazing at times and daunting at others. We're one of the world's largest retail pharmacy healthcare destinations. We have more than 450,000 team members globally. We operate in 25 countries. We're embedded in our communities. We have over 13,000 stores. Um, we have approximately 9 million store visits, online interactions with our customers, 100 million loyalty program members, uh, over a billion and a half prescriptions every year, and increasingly uh, critical health services. Uh, it's a great company. It's having a great impact across the globe. Mike, when we talk about digital customer experience, it's an important part of your remit and, and what you think about as CTO. Can you give us an overview of what that actually means in, in the context of Walgreens Boots Alliance? To me, experience is about having impact with your customers, uh, where they're at, how they interact with you. And I'm sure you remember a visit to the store where a team member greeted you when you walked in, took time to understand your needs, navigated you through the entire experience, and perhaps even followed up with you after the sale uh, and to see if there is anything more they can do. Um, one fun fact I remember, and, and gets back to that experience, Charles Walgreen, the founder of the Walgreens business, used to greet every customer that walked through the pharmacy. So it's that experience that we're trying to recreate every day. Um, in, in last October, our CEO, Roz Brewer, reminded us to be customer-obsessed. And that is certainly true in our stores, certainly with some of the investments we're making, some of the digital services, and how we're personalizing that experience for our customers. And we're really excited about the momentum we have. It, 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 when you put the customer at the center, you usually get this right. And I think we're doing a lot of good things today for our customers and our patients. And we have a, a question relating to this from a technical standpoint from Wayne Anderson on Twitter, who asks, how does design and the approach to design and architecture change in the digital journey that we haven't seen before? First and foremost, we couldn't do what we do today without leveraging the power of the cloud. Uh, and that's, um, that's important. We've made massive investments in the cloud. It's given us the ability to um, uh, you know, drive new capabilities at scale. For example, uh, digital capabilities around patient advisory, uh, telehealth services, last mile partnerships with, with Uber, reimagining our, our program and our, our My Walgreens. We couldn't do this without the power of the cloud. Um, and then, you know, from there, we've actually evolved how we actually deliver our IT. Um, you know, the cloud is our foundation. I'm most excited about how we're delivering on cloud. We've seen, we significantly decreased our time to market through agile and product-centric delivery. Um, we're thinking about capabilities as products rather than that evolve with our customer needs and part of our customer journeys. With that mindset change, it's allowing us to rethink how we plan to deliver our work. And our success is improving every day. We've got new capabilities that we deliver in weeks, not months. And it translates to a more responsive customer experience. We've launched things like drive-through shopping, 
for essential health items. We've scaled our e-commerce platforms to meet unprecedented spikes in demand. Uh, some of those spikes in demand, like around testing services that we saw around holidays. So it's been it's been fantastic, built on a, a new foundation in the cloud, but also evolving the way we deliver the IT. So it sounds like an important part of the the experience that you're creating is to be very uh, flexible and be able to respond to what uh, customers, the, the evolving expectations, the evolving behaviors of customers. That's correct. We've seen our business grow. Um, I mean, when the pandemic hit, um, the way that we interacted with our customers, the services they required changed dramatically. And we had to adjust the way we deliver IT, the foundations we deliver IT on, um, and really keep up with the evolving speed of our business. So it's been an amazing journey. I think our, I'm so proud of our IT team and our business team for helping us navigate that journey. But it's, it's been, um, you know, over the last two years, two years that I've been here, uh, we've made some great progress along that line. When you think about uh, the components of creating a great experience, what does that mean? And and along the way, to, uh, it's a little bit surprising to me that as the CTO, you're thinking about this because we usually think of technology and experience as being distinct. It is a challenge. I mean, trying to to meet, um, you know, to modernize the organization um, um, certainly has been a challenge. Um, the way that we deliver uh, the products, um, the te technology foundations, but importantly, finding that intersection of our business needs and our technology platforms and foundation has been critical. And we're making massive investments in that space. We're modernizing our technology uh, in cloud and data. You've heard about that, or you will hear about that. But our ambitions and through some of our strategic partnerships that are out there in the ecosystem, just to name a few, Microsoft, uh, we're leveraging the Microsoft, all they have to offer in the cloud, also their analytics, Adobe. Um, we've partnered with them to create a world-class marketing and customer data platform. Snowflake is our cloud data warehouse. Verizon, British Technology, uh, British Telecom are helping us transform our network services. We were the first 5G-powered pharmacy in the world. So it is uh, staying connected with our business, connected, putting the customer at the center, but also making the right investments at the right time to power those journeys. And uh, it's, it's been, a, it's been a, a great last two years. And um, I think uh, WBA has made some significant progress in driving that experience for our patients and our customers. Could you define uh, what are the aspects or the components that would make a, that make a great experience? So what are the reference points that you're using as you're planning all of these pieces? I think there was a trend there, and then there was a call to action prior to the pandemic. Consumers were really defining the value and redefining value and convenience, evolving the way they shopped, ado adopting to new technologies. In order to meet those changing needs, we had to accelerate our efforts to modernize and transform our business. And we did that with extreme care. We, you know, I just shared with you some of our business metrics. You're kind of trying to, you know, change the wheels on the car while you're driving it. And really, COVID came along and added some urgency to that challenge. And uh, some of the things that we already had planned, we accelerated. Um, and a lot of that was putting the right technologies in place, um, but also delivering some new services um, that were needed at that time, which um, evolved throughout the pandemic. It was bringing a lot of those services online instead of just in the stores, because that's 
where our customers wanted to, to get this point, point of service. Um, and we were, you know, we were actively making technology investments globally to modernize our pharmacy, our retail, our healthcare infrastructure to offer those products and services delivered when, where, and how our customers prefer it. And of course, when you put the customer at the center, you succeed. And I think we've developed a great customer experience that we continue to evolve because our, our customer needs evolve. We have another question from Twitter, again, from Wayne Anderson. Wayne is on a, is on a roll, and he's a regular listener, and I th- thank Wayne. Uh, he, Wayne works for Microsoft, and he, he says, how do you measure success in the digital transformation of customer experience? And, and in other words, he says, how do you know you're making the right moves? It's a, it's a really, really good question. I think there's speed in terms of being able to react and anticipate customer needs. I also think there's the traditional measures of MPS and, you know, what, what, are, what are the customers saying about the experience that we're delivering through our digital platforms, but also through our stores. So I think speed, innovation, uh, having the right technology foundation and talent to deliver against that and just being obsessed with your customers, working with your business partners, and um, I, I, th- I think is the key to success. You're chief technology officer, so how do you intersect with these customer expectations and with the business needs? Because obviously, you're thinking about things much more broadly than just the the technology infrastructure alone. There's no technology for technology's sake. It, it's how does our technology drive our business agenda? And I've been working across our executive team to understand where we're taking our business strategy, um, understanding our customer feedback, and making targeted investments um, with that with our leadership team in the right areas to help drive that business strategy uh, forward. One such example is um, in October we announced that we're going to start moving forward with healthcare, um, healthcare services, and, and personalized healthcare services through a, a you know a series of strategic partnerships, Village MD, CareCentrics, etc. So it's working closely with our executive team and understanding our business strategy and making the right targeted uh, IT and technology investments to support that business, that business strategy. And we have another question from Twitter. This one is from E.G. Nadan, and he says, how do you measure the return on technology investments that are targeted, targeted to innovating around customer experience? There's a couple of good examples of that. Not all of them are easy. <laughs> so it's hard to necessarily measure, for, for instance, cost of fill, or, or, or I'm sorry, cost of services and any efficiencies you can drive through that. Um, you know, a lot of it is, for instance, on NPS, uh, you, know, the, the, you know, the customer experience, also um, new, new capabilities. Um, so vaccine services, which Previously, you know, we expanded our offering there throughout the pandemic. We're able to measure uh, in terms of the impact on our patients, but also the impact on our, our business. So, um, you know, we had to make some technology investments to support those capabilities. Um, so um, that's just one of the ways, one example, which recently what we've done. We made some targeted investments in AI as well, which help us manage inventory, which have allowed us to increase uh, customer service, um, as well as manage our inventory and our costs. So we're really excited about that. That's an example of AI at scale within WBA that is really having an impact on our, our ability to operate better. 
So not everything is seen by the customer. Some of it is felt by the customer when they see that we're able to streamline our services, offer them at a competitive price, and uh, and and drive a better experience. So so as you are thinking about planning technology investments. How much do you, it's obvious that you're, you're thinking about, you know, the cost of hardware service, uh, uh, hardware, software, bandwidth, but how do you factor in this whole customer experience aspect, which is kind of intangible? I'm just building on the question from E.G. Nadan. So for instance, uh, we just made some investments in our, our, our network infrastructure. Uh, we wanted to bring a truly omni, omni-channel experience, um, a more immersive set of case of capabilities in our stores. And this is just one example where we had to in- improve the network. Increasingly, we see more of our applications supported through cloud, um, more data-intensive applications, and we wanted to bring those at the edge to our stores. So we made an investment um, with Verizon here in the U.S. and with British Telecom in, in Boots um, to modernize our technology network. Um, because we anticipated these needs, um, and uh, we believed that it was going to support our future ambitions. So um, many times you have to get ahead of that. Uh, You anticipate where our business strategy has taken it, and certainly the way we will deliver IT in the future. And that was just one example where we anticipated, made the right investments, and uh, we're in the process of, of modernizing our network. It sounds like you're also thinking about the the role of IT in in this this experience domain. Where does where does IT and technology fit in order to support that? Which is kind of different for, than historically what the role of at least you know the the CIO role was. IT is an enabler, even a disruptor in some of these areas. Right, uh, uh, the 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 ability to kind of change the experience through. I mean. Customer trends, uh, you know, you know our, our, our customers are um, increasingly embracing technology, the convenience that technology brings. And, you know, we need to bring that technology into that customer experience if we're going to have the impact we want. You're doing all of this at such an enormous scale. And, and so how, how, again, do you think about this from just managing the scale aspect of it. The things that keep me up at night are first the talent. Um, I'm sure most of your guests talk about the talent and you know I'll state one thing. Um, I often hear this stat that with the speed of technology evolution, the technology skills get refreshed approximately every three and a half to four years. So we made some massive investments in our team in order to drive um, drive the technology forward. We're modernizing our technology. I've talked to you about some of the strategic partnerships we have, but also the investments in cloud, but also data and analytics so that we can actually start driving a more personalized experience. And then, of course, innovation. Um, yeah, I'm sure this keeps most business leaders up at night. How do we continue to invest in the right time and the right technology to support our business? And this is about finding that intersection of business and IT and anticipating our business needs. And it's true in the health service area, which I mentioned before. And you know, we were just recently named by Fast Company, uh, Walgreens 2002 is the number one most innovative company in the health category. We're very proud of that. Um, it uh, it uh, certainly inspired us to continue to drive on the strategy that we're in. 
Um, and uh, it's, uh, you know, they were citing uh, our, our strategy to transform local pharmacies into more personalized healthcare destinations. And I think that is, um, that is an ambitious goal and um, we're driving and accelerating towards it. I'm going to pop back to Twitter for some more questions. You can see I really prioritize the the questions that come from the audience. Uh, the audience asks such great questions. You guys are awesome. So this is from M. Ahmad Shahzad, and he says, "How do you see the hyper? How do you see hyper personalization impacting the in-store experience?" especially when Walgreens looks at pharmacy and non-pharmacy interactions. So he's asking about the, the, the complexity of uh, personal hyper-personalization and data and how do, you, how do you manage that? As you digitize more of your business, those digitized processes create an enormous amount of data. And I think the data or the digital exhaust that you see we can leverage to create experiences, better shopping experience, better, even better business outcomes as we run a global company. But for, getting back to the customer, we leverage that data um, to connect across our three offerings, retail, pharmacy, as well as healthcare, but also across an omni-channel experience. You know, just recently, we introduced health into our My Walgreens, our loyalty application um, or program. Um, so we're starting to to use the data to kind of drive it um, as to drive an experience across our channels, but also across our offerings and putting the the customer at the center of that. This is from Arsalan Khan, who is another regular listener who asks uh, amazing questions. And he says, what are the boundaries of customer experiences? Is it limited to only what your organization can do, or do you collaborate with other companies to improve the overall customer experience? So he's really asking about the nature of uh, partnerships. We've partnered with certain companies around telehealth. We have a partnership with Uber um, to deliver the last mile. Um, we have partnerships with Village MD, which is allowing us to create um, provider clinical services in our stores. Uh, and Carecentrics and LabCorp. So it's starting to kind of build out that health offering. So those partnerships are very core, um, and as well as blending them with our, you know, the capabilities that we have within Walgreens and across Boots. So um, those partnerships are important for us um, to deliver end-to-end care, um, both from a retail pharmacy, but also a healthcare perspective to our customers. It sounds like a important part of this customer experience mandate is the end-to-end aspect of it. It is. Yeah, we get back to some of the technology enablers to that cloud to help us move and evolve our capabilities at speed, um, data, which help us stitch together those experiences. So increasingly, it's a connected experience and something that's deeply personal. Um, you know, th- those are all important, but it's that end-to-end. I mean, getting back to our mission statement, which is really about driving, you know, health, healthier and happier lives. And it's something we cling to and we hold very dear. Um, and um, that is treating the patients and the customers um, for, you know, with that end-to-end health journey. Again, from E.G. Nadan, who says, what steps are WBA taking to make it a quote unquote frictionless customer experience? And what is the role of technology in these initiatives? You know, we've got contactless payment, 
Um, you know, we've accelerated, uh, we've introduced new capabilities, uh, new delivery options. Um, you know, those are all, you know, a loyalty program that connects the services across all our offerings. Um, you know, the last mile partnerships, which I mentioned, uh, you know, that, that is part of a, a, a set of capabilities that are driving a, a frictionless, touchless experience um, that increasingly become more important over the last few years. Um, you know, and technology is really driving that. I, I get back to cloud. We couldn't do or innovate with what we do and deliver these digital experiences without the power of the cloud. Uh, it gives us the resilience, but also the scale. Um, and we've seen, you know, advances recently, right? We are now um, a retail best, you know, click to curb, curbside pickup in 30 minutes. Um, we got new immunization and diagnostic services, um, COVID testing and vaccination. We have AI chat capabilities that allow us to be very responsive to, um, you know, the, the, the customer, even when a team member is not available. Um, and we have a set of connected health services that you can find through Walgreens Fine Care or over in, in Boots, our health hub. So we're bringing that type of capability in a, in a seamless, frictionless, touchless way um, to our, our customers and patients. And we're real excited about it. We're having some very, very good impact um, on the experience that uh, our patients um, and our customers uh, want. You said that data is the, I'm paraphrasing, is the glue that helps stitch all of this together. It really is. I'll get back to as you digitize more of your business, um, there's a lot of data, the digital exhaust. It is helping drive compelling customer experiences, uh, shopping preferences, product suggestions, care gap closure, uh, even service recommendations. Um, we are uh, trying to personalize how we use that data, um, but also be very careful. Uh, so with this comes great, great responsibility. And I think we're an industry best in terms of protecting the privacy of our patient data that they entrust with us but using it to the point where we can, you know, with consent, um, drive that experience. And ultimately, you know, it, it is, you know, the experience that you get while you're in store as part of the transaction, uh, as part of uh, the journey, but also, you know, we're, we're trying to use mass personalization in a way such that we're going to move away from a mass advertiser to truly a one-to-one -one marketer. Um, and we're using the Adobe platform to tailor those experiences to scale, every one of our millions of customers and really meet them where they, you know, and provide them the use the you know, use their, their customer preferences and, and shopping um, preferences and really kind of drive that next level of, of, of engagement with them. Um, it's invigorating, um, uh, you know, the innovation that we're in terms of how we're engaging our customers in terms of um, you know, how we personalize that experience has been um, invigorating. Arsalan Khan comes back again with another question responding to the point you were just making about collecting data. And he asks this, when you're collecting data, how do you decide when too much data has been collected? And I'm going to paraphrase that and basically say, so how do you know what data to collect, how much data to, to collect, and then overlay the privacy aspect. So there's a business dimension, and then, then, then there's, of course, the privacy aspects. We constantly look at the data that we collect. We handle it with great care. Um, we, talk, we, we talk, you know, again, putting the patient at the center. How can we use the data to actually personalize um, our products and services? 
Um, and we approach that obligation. Uh, you know, we have embedded privacy policies. We mandate associate training, compliance reviews with how we use it. So I think that was part of the question is, how, how do we know when we've collected too much data? Um, well, we actually, you know, kind of let the experience guide the data that we you know, that we collect. And certainly, um, a part of uh, part of our business, we have to collect the data to provide the care. Um, but we have a global privacy uh, program that um, and, a, and a privacy team in place that advises us and guides us on what data to collect and what data not to collect. Um, and of course, we follow applicable laws and uh, the privacy policies uh, according to the companies and or the countries in the states that we we uh, we operate in. So, uh, uh, I think we're best in class in this area, and um, and something that we uh, we put number one in terms of how we design these uh, designer systems and the experiences for our patients. And how about just uh, from a from a non privacy perspective? How do you how do you figure out what data you should be gathering from a utility standpoint? You can gather, you know, all the data in the world, but that doesn't mean that it's all going to be useful. And then it just consumes resources and time and dealing with it. How do we drive the process, and how do we enhance the experience? Um, and uh, if you tie it back to that, um, that's how you design your data collection practices. And, um, you know, of course, you know, tying back to, you know, uh, making sure you're compliant with the laws and privacy policies that we, we hold so dear. So, you know, that's how I'd answer that question. It's, uh, it's, it's how does it drive the process going forward for the patient or the, the customer? And then second, um, is there an opportunity to enhance the, the, the experience? And uh, that really guides us. Let's uh, pop over to LinkedIn, and there is a question from Melissa Cashdollar. She's a client director at Gartner, and she asks, what innovations are you most excited to see that will drive customer impact over the next one to three years? Very excited about our investment in our network. Um, we were the first 5G-powered pharmacy uh, in the world, um, and um, it was right, right here in Chicago. Um, that uh, we opened that up just a little less than a year ago. Uh, we believe that's going to open up immense opportunities in our stores um, to drive that next level experience, next level of capability. And then certainly as we deliver capability at the edge, um, you know, uh, that, that, that network platform is going to help us tremendously. So we're really excited about that. I think some of the work that we're doing in cloud um, and also uh, is exciting as well. That is the foundation that powers um, our ability to be increasingly agile for our business. Um, increasingly, we're, we're competing with big tech and uh, being able to, to embrace the power of the cloud in order to innovate, um, innovate with new capabilities, but also have the safety net of resiliency that you get with the cloud is important for us. And I think some of the work that we're doing in uh, analytics, um, and this is uh, using machine learning AI to anticipate customer needs, um, to embrace them through AI chat, uh, as an example, uh, and, and answer questions and guide the, the customer experience is one. Also, some of the things that we're doing there to reduce our costs and, um, and streamline our operations, which ultimately comes back to the customer. Um, we've been able to um, deploy certain capabilities that help us um, increase our customer service through the right sizing of our inventory in our stores. And we've done that all through data and AI. So there's some exciting things here. I, I don't know if I can name one, <laughs> probably just name three, and I probably keep going. 
Um, but those are some of the exciting things that are happening at WBA today. I just want to remind everybody who's watching, subscribe to our newsletter. Hit the subscribe button at the top of our website. And if you're watching on CXOTalk.com, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel as well so we can notify you about what's coming up. Now, Wayne Anderson says, change keeps accelerating. How do we build in flexibility and resilience to keep change from breaking the people, the mechanics, the processes of the business? And how does how do you as CTO help build the business relationships to help solve all of this for speed? I think that's really what he's getting at is the the non-technology aspects of your role in terms of connecting the pieces and ensuring that it all works for the organization. I think that in, that relationship relationship between te technology and business is so critical. Um, being able to speak the language of the business, um, break down technology, kind of complex technology problems, investments, uh, new ways of thinking is uh, critically important um, in terms of being able to connect with the business and explain kind of what are the next steps um, to how we digital, you know, become a digital first business. Um, you know, on top of that relationship and that awareness and building that awareness with the business is, you know, changing the way we think. Um, one thing that we did, I'll use an example, and this is over in the digital space. Um, so how we deliver um, capabilities like my Walgreens, for example, is start to uh, kind of think of things as a business or as a product, uh, a product that evolves with customer needs and um, working with the business to consider feature functions, but also additional products that make up those compelling customer experiences. That's a huge mind shift change. Um, and that was one where we actually had a dedicated product team, but also a dedicated engineering team so that the product could work with the business on the experience. And then we retooled our engineering team so that we could deliver against that agenda. And um, I'm very proud of the progress we're making. I mean, if, if you looked at how we have evolved our digital platforms over the last two years, um, there's been a lot of products. I can go through all the different services that we had um, released as part of our response to the pandemic and the changing you know, needs of our, 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 you know, really a lot of the trends that were just accelerated through the pandemic. Um, we had to modernize the platform, rethink how we consider products in the context of a digital experience, and then drive a new way in terms of how we engineer towards those on the cloud. Um, but with the resiliency and the speed that um, you know, we're now delivering in weeks, not months, um, very proud, proud of that evolution, which continues today, that product thinking, agile mindset with um, a higher level of engineering cloud. So. Here is a question, uh, again, back from E.G. Nadan for his third time, and, but he asks great questions, and, and he says, Healthcare and well-being apply to customers across all age groups. What is the role of technology in tailoring the customer experience to different age groups, kids, teenagers, adults, all the way up to senior citizens? So he's really talking about that mass personalization that you mentioned earlier, I think. There's certainly very various needs across our customer, um, essentially our patient um, base. Um, and uh, the investments we made in our personalization engines, uh, whether it be the care itself, the education that we provide, 
how we've constructed and, and actually inter- integrated our loyalty program with healthcare uh, loyalty program um, has been tailored such that um, it does meet the individual needs of, of those customer segments. Um, you know, I uh, will have amazing clinical team, um, not, not me, but I partner with an amazing clinical team and healthcare services team that is able to um, tailor those services, define those programs, and increasingly the, the, the platforms that we have, the personalization engine, um, the personalization platform that we have, um, the new products that we're introducing, which are tailored towards those set of experiences, are increasingly um increasingly meeting the needs uh, of our patients, depending, you know, regardless of demographic or, uh, or age group. You mentioned earlier, Mike, about uh, the importance of talent. And so can you talk about that as well in this overall equation? And our, our technology team is on this journey, this, this modernization, this transformational journey with us. And as we explore new capabilities, uh, we need to pro- provide a path for our team members to advance their skills. Um, it's critical, and it's one that I, you know, I'm deeply passionate about. So last year, we actually launched uh, what we call our IT Academy. It's a workforce transformation platform powered by Pluralsight. And this helps us meet the demands, um, you know, demands like data science, which is new, engineering, cloud architecture, the new capabilities that uh, will ensure that we can deliver for the business. Um, it's uh, it, it's been, uh, and I'm so pleased that, that that platform has taken off. Team members are embracing the platform, the opportunities to take current in their craft. They're taking training and, and certification programs. Um, so, uh, you know, some of the more popular subjects are cloud, agile, business, just general business fundamentals, because get back to that importance of finding the intersection of business and IT, you know, even things like Python. Um, so it's inspiring to see, and you know, how the teams are in the talent uh, are coming along the way on this journey. And, and uh, the IT Academy was one, um, one platform is helping us drive that. So it's very important for us to, to bring our team members along this journey. And on the topic of IT, we have a question on, from Twitter on, a question on Twitter from Chris Peterson, who says, looking at combined stores like the Walgreens plus Kroger locations, what were the unique challenges for IT? I mean, as you might guess, the integration. Um, when you have um, Walgreens and Kroger, uh, if that's the one that you're referring to, and it's, you know, it's customer experience across those two companies and it's connecting the systems uh, to manage that experience. So that was one of the primary challenges that we, we embraced there. But uh, we're getting through it. Can you talk about some of the the key lessons or key pieces of advice that you have for business leaders that are looking at customer experience uh, in the digital realm? And and what have you learned through this journey that you've been on? No matter what you know, what's your role in terms of owning the business outcome through technology, it's finding that intersection of IT business, having that relationship with the business to understand where the strategy is going and uh, finding the right way to um, invest in the technology and the people that will get us there. It's also, I think, important to make what I call good trouble. <laughs> and that is to be disruptive in your thinking, challenge the status quo, because that's that's what you're doing. You're trying to make uh, changes and making changes in vigorization is sometimes tough. And it goes back to the relationships you have, the ideas that you put on the table. Um, and, um, you know, 
putting the customer at the center is certainly part of that um, and driving me- measurable business results because IT for IT sake, um, you know, that, that, that's, that's in some cases that may make sense. In most cases, trying to, you know, attach it to how is it going to drive the business forward? And ultimately that's, um, that's putting the customer at the center. So as you said earlier, their technology does not exist in isolation from what customers need by putting customers in the center and from what your colleagues who are uh, delivering various aspects of this experience and the products and services, what they need. Sounds like that's really kind of the mantra that you have as well. That is, that is. Not and be, you know move fast, um, but not too fast. But it's also you know increasingly it's a it's okay to fail. So be bold enough to try new things, and um, you know you may fail. Uh, you may find something that doesn't work, but have the courage to keep moving forward. So that uh, that's sometimes hard in a big organization. But I think what we're trying to do is make big feel small, um, and uh, you know uh, challenge people to to you know, continues to innovate. Um, and uh, I think we're doing a you know, we're, we're having a lot of fun doing it too. I think that's an important part of it. The equation as well, have fun doing it. Now we have one more question from Ahmad Shazad. He jumped in at the, right at the wire here. And he asks a great question though. He says, we're seeing rapid increase in security and availability challenges, especially when there's the possibility of state-sponsored attacks on critical functions. What are your thoughts about security? We have made targeted investments in our security perimeters, but also layered. Um, certainly, some of the, I think you're referring to some of the geopolitical issues um, that are out there, namely the war uh, in in uh, in Ukraine and Russia. Um, there's increased security threats through that and in other other uh, events. Um, we have really made you know getting back to how we need to protect our, our data, uh, our, our our customers' data. We made. Uh, very, very specific um, and purposeful investments in the security of our IT infrastructure. Um, and we have an amazing um, security team that's helping us uh, continue to monitor and evolve that security, um, that security set of security capabilities. So very important, certainly uh, with increased threat factors that are out there today, it continues to be important. Um, and uh, we take it very seriously. We've run out of time. And so a huge thank you to Mike Maresca, who's the Global Chief Technology Officer of Walgreens Boots Alliance. Mike, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. I'm very grateful to you. Michael, thank you. And you know, thanks to the, to the audience that attended. It's been uh, great to talk about uh, what's happening at WBA. And to all of our audience members, thank you for asking such amazing questions. Really, it's great. Now, before you go, please subscribe to our newsletter. Hit the subscribe button at the top of our website and subscribe to our YouTube channel so we can send you information about our upcoming shows. Thank you so much, everybody. I hope you have a great day and we'll see you again next time. Check out cxotalk.com.